had a good session this past session, and I think that that will provide a, a great baseline of where to begin our work this coming year. MDOT presents the Extra Mile Podcast Legislative Session. Got to have the ability to get their product to market. As long as you're performing, we want to be behind you pushing. Welcome in to another edition of the Extra Mile Podcast Legislative Session presented by the Mississippi Department of Transportation. I'm MDOT Deputy Director of Public Affairs, Paul Catool, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Will Kraft. He handles government and constituent affairs here at the agency. It is a busy time of the year for Will. Indeed. Let's, uh, let's get right into it. We're recording this podcast on January 31st, so we're already a third of the way through the 2023 legislative session. And uh, today we're lucky to have a repeat guest on the show and a huge friend of MDOT, Mississippi's Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce, Andy Gibson. Commissioner Gibson took office in April of 2018, and he serves as Mississippi's 8th Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce. He also served 10 years in the Mississippi House of Representatives. Commissioner Gibson, thank you so much for joining us again. Well, Paul, thank you for having me. It's always great to be here. And actually, I've, I've enjoyed watching y'all's power, listening to y'all's podcast, or both. Somehow or another, you find a way to keep them interesting, and I appreciate that. Talking about the legislative session is hard to do when there's so many moving parts, and y'all do a great job with this. That's that right. means a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. I very much appreciate that. Yeah. Well, welcome back. We're glad to have you on again. Um, do you miss it? Do you miss being in the, in the legislature this time of year? Not a bit. <laughs> I'm so glad. That was one of the happiest days of my life when I walked out of that house representing. Oh, wow. But the the good news is. I get to be involved as much or as little as I want to be or have to be. And I was down there about three times last week working on some good stuff and uh, with our friends, and I enjoyed that part. So I I guess uh, I shouldn't say the happiest day of my life, but I will say this. There comes a time in the legislature when you know it's time to go, and that time had come for me. I enjoyed my service there. I enjoyed working with the people. So many of them are still there, my friends. But, uh, you know, it was time to turn a chapter, and I'm glad to be the Commissioner of Agriculture of Mississippi and still involved in the legislative process. That's right. No, you're, you're not in the, in the Capitol anymore, but uh, it, you didn't pack everything up and go to the House. You guys That's are right. wide open. We are. Dixie National, going on. We have the Dixie National, and you'd be surprised at how many folks are coming out for this. I, I uh, looked at the report the other day. We, we track it about two months out to compare where we are this time this year compared to this time last year. And uh, we are, you know, considerably ahead. Last year we set an all-time record for the Dixie National in terms of tickets sold. And this year we're about 40% ahead of that. Oh, wow. I mean, it's huge. And I, I, all I can attribute it to, I wish I could take the credit, <laughs> but I'm going to attribute it to the Yellowstone effect. All right? okay. People oh, love true. Yellowstone. That's true. Now, I've been to the real Yellowstone a bunch of times. Took my family out there on a road trip uh, camping. But this TV show has taken it to a new level. we got Lainey Wilson coming to the rodeo. She's sold out in December. Oh, wow. And so we had to do another round of floor tickets just for her. And uh, I think just the great interest of the, of, of the people of Mississippi and all over America, of the, the old-time way, of the, the pioneer days and the Western lifestyle, and 
you know, we, we still, we still country people here in Mississippi and that's something we can never forget. That's right. Proud of it. Proud of it. Very proud. Yeah. What are, uh, what are some things going on with the Dixie National right now? What are, what's, uh, what's the hot ticket item for folks to come out and see? I know you got plenty of great guests, music lined up. Oh yeah. Well, I'll, I'll just, just start with them because that is our entertainment lineup is, is, uh, starting out the, the, the event with Randy Hauser, who is of course a native Mississippian. We've got Laney Wilson. We've got Chancey Williams, who's one of the up-and-comers. We have got, uh, of course, we have got uh, Chris Lane, and I'm going off of my memory now. A couple of throwbacks, Diamond Rio. Uh, they're 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 going to be there as well. So it's something for everybody, and we've got a great lineup. It kicks off February the 10th, and then it'll go. That's a Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, February 10th through 12th. Take a break Monday and Tuesday. They'll be riding slack those days. Uh, competing in the rodeo uh, Monday and Tuesday, and then the rodeo performances kick up uh, the uh, 15th all the way through the 18th. So February 10th through 18th, and don't wait around. Get your tickets That's now. Right. I tell people all the time, don't wait. Uh, don't call me and complain. If you wait too long, they'll be gone. Yep. That's yep. right. That's don't, right. Don't delay. Don't delay. So, so listen, you're known as a very hands-on uh, commissioner of agriculture and commerce. You get things done. The new trademark. So talk about, first of all, to people who don't know what that is, kind of tell us what that is and what the, the finishing of that project has meant. Well, it is uh, really no way to put a, a, a too great an emphasis on what the new trademark has meant to the state fairgrounds. I gave a legislative report in our budget hearing the other day. Uh, we have seen events, numbers of events at the fairgrounds grow exponentially since the completion of that new trademark. Uh, most people in Mississippi may not have been. Uh, a lot more have been this year than in prior year, in the pandemic years. But uh, we started that project after Commissioner Cindy Hyde-Smith took office and went to the United States Senate. We took up the mantle and began building it in 2018. We completed it during the pandemic in 2020. I think, I think we uh, actually opened it up in October, right before the State Fair of 2020. And uh, a couple of years there people didn't know about it but as more and more people have come and seen the new trademark it is connected to the Coliseum so you have 16,000 square foot three different bays much larger facility than we had in our old trademark but it's being combined under one roof with the Coliseum we've had events booked here to the to the uh, to, to you know to beat the band to the point, we have exceeded our average number of event days. An event day is the day that one of our buildings is rented on the fairgrounds. Uh, normally, we always would shoot for about 500 event days. You can have a couple wow. of buildings. Yeah, that was in normal times. The pandemic hit, boom, everything died. We have built it back, and this year we're going to hit 765 wow. event days. Big, driven primarily by the rental of that trademark building. So more events, more people. Uh, more spectators and trade shows and all that. The Trademark is a world-class facility. It is really, really nice. And when the people of Mississippi see it, they want to come back. Uh, I had a lot of people during the fairs who came this year for the first time said they'd never been there. One lady uh, came up looking for the Trademark, the old one, and she was mad because it was gone. <laughs> I said, yes, ma'am, it was torn down in 2020. I'm sorry, but here's a brand new one, and she liked that. We put we put it's got a great cafe in the back. All right, yeah. I love it. Y'all like to eat. I like to eat. Oh yes, Commissioner Agriculture likes to eat, <laughs> and uh, everybody in, in the world loves to eat. We got to eat to support our farmers, support our bodies, and we built a Dixie National Steakhouse in that cafe 
for building that out. It will open February 3rd. What, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, we're going to be uh, up and running this February the 3rd. It'll run throughout the entirety of the Dixon National through February 18th. So you can come to the new trademark in the new cafe and get you a good, juicy steak beef it's what's for dinner that's pretty good that's right go over to the trademark something for an event or for the rodeo and go get a steak dinner while you're there that's right we it worked out good we did it last year people came for the rodeo they come early get them a steak we also have chicken tenders and all that for the kids and hamburgers but uh you know that's a great way to no pun intended get a taste of the mississippi trademark the new trademark you can check it out while you're there that's exactly Love right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Switching gears a little bit, you talked about your time in the in the house and, and all the work you did there. We know you don't miss it. Uh, we, you love what you're doing, but you guys have some important legislation that you are working on this year? We, you know, we've got a, a couple of little items that are technical amendments like you, your office has. We were sure. talking earlier. There are always things that change in the law that we have to update our laws that have been on the books uh, to, to adjust to. Well, we uh, are our, our our law enforcement agency, the Mississippi uh, Agriculture and Livestock Theft Bureau, we have uh, a few agents around the state. Chief Dean Bernard, he's a 30-year uh, veteran of the Department of Public Safety. He's our chief, and he brought some uh, updates to us to help us do our job more efficiently. We get to investigate all agriculture-related crimes, and sometimes, you know, uh, that we, 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 we get involved with cases that uh, really go beyond what we thought they would be. The other day, we found a uh, a, a piece of stolen equipment and wound up to be a ring of uh, thieves up in the Delta. And we found, uh, I think, 20 or 30 pieces of equipment and cars, automobiles, trucks that wow. had been stolen, found them all. And we also have the ability to partner across state lines. So we work very closely with our sheriff's offices, our police chiefs, and also our neighboring jurisdictions. And we've, we've actually round up uh, cattle thieves in Louisiana and brought them back into Mississippi. Uh, we're working with the FBI and working with our partners in Louisiana. So uh, it's an important thing. It's a technical amendment just to update the law. Uh, we also were watching some of the other big ticket items. There's a bill in the House that would uh, uh, put restrictions on foreign government ownership of land. We're very interested right. in that. It's a big deal. Uh, we need to make sure that we retain the right to produce our own food in this country. I think everybody would agree with that and not let China or somebody buy it up. And, uh, you know, there's some other uh, technical. i tell you one thing I'm really interested in is this criminal crime situation. We're, we're operating the fairgrounds uh, in Jackson, Mississippi. And not only do we have a water crisis that we had to deal with by putting down a new well, but we have a, there's a public safety crisis in Jackson, Mississippi, let's face it. Sure. I heard the governor talking about it on his state of the state the other day. Well, uh, there's some bills that would cl uh, clamp down on that and put some uh, new Capitol Police authority, and I support that because somebody needs to be enforcing the law down here. And, and when you don't enforce the law, criminals get by and think they can get by doing everything. That's why you got 100 carjackings pending right now in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, to carjacking cases. The lieutenant governor told me that the other day. So I support the work they're doing on that. I think it's good for our people. Y'all have to work in Jackson. I got employees that have to work here, and uh, we need to crack down on the, this bad element and make sure they know if they break the law, they're going to be consequences. And I, I commend the legislature for working on that. But uh, yeah, we, we're monitoring things. We're working on uh, issues, and we we are uh, supportive of, uh, you know, of course, 
the uh, projects that y'all have going to, to make sure we have the infrastructure in place to move our products across the state of Mississippi. It does us no good to grow them in the field or in the pasture and have no way to get them across the bridge. We got to have good infrastructure and we appreciate y'all working on the roads of Mississippi uh, all across the state. Absolutely. Yes, what, Paul, before we jump to the next thing here, uh, this might sound silly to, to plenty of folks out there, but cattle theft, <clears throat> I got to get an update here. <clears throat> I thought, and speaking of Yellowstone, I thought that was something that had ended, you know, 100 <laughs> years ago or something, but people still rustling cattle. Well, this is a true story. Uh, we, uh, we had a, a stockyard in central Mississippi. Uh, they had all the, the cows hauled in. Farmers, like myself, delivered cattle, and uh, it's there overnight. This was on a Sunday night, getting ready for, I think, a Monday sale. And on Sunday night, a sorry, good-for-nothing thief pulled in and loaded up, I think, 30 head, 30 wow. head of calves in the middle of the night, on Sunday night now, <laughs> and drove them to Louisiana. <laughs> Goodness. Now, the good news is we, our folks went over there and investigated and got them on camera, found out who, it actually got their tag number, ran it, found out who they were, were able to call ahead over to Louisiana, and before the night was through, that gentleman felt led to bring them back. Oh, and wow. When he did, uh, he was arrested and booked into the, uh, the local de uh, jail right there. So I want to commend our Agriculture Livestock Theft Bureau agents, uh, Chief Dean Bernard. Uh, you know, they're doing good work. Nobody knows about it. This doesn't make the press, but they're still cattle theft, and it's, 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 it's still here, and we still fight it. But also equipment theft, tractors, four-wheelers, you'd be surprised how many folks uh, oh man! Call with stolen four wheelers out. In Copper spirit. wire. We're yeah. right there with you. That's right. Can't and keep the lights on because of it. Shooting cows and uh, during deer season, it happens. I mean, people are just uh, people. Are something else. You Lord, know. they need uh, people need to behave. For <laughs> sure. Hey, just act behave. Right. Act right. Act right. Just act right. Don't uh, and do right. Do the right thing. We won't no have doubt. to send. We don't have to send Dean Bernard <laughs> after you. Amen. You <laughs> so you talked last year a little bit about the importance of you know having a strong transportation network for agriculture and commerce you just mentioned again but uh before the show you're talking there's some there's some good records that you have over there you know we are really proud of our farmers and i brought with me this is just a one pager i'm sorry it's not in color but this is our top 10 agriculture commodities that we produce in the state of course number one is chicken and uh, along with that is eggs of course but uh, it's, this this year came in at nearly four billion dollars now this is the value of the product at the farm gate before it's ever processed into your Chick-fil-A sandwich uh, at $3.84 billion. Soybeans, $1.78 billion. Forestry, $1.3 billion. Corn, $631 million. Cotton, $624 million. Livestock, $455 million. Catfish, $257 million. Hay, $164. Sweet potatoes, $112. And then everything, especially crops like blueberries, $111. Now, what all this adds up to is $9.72 billion. That's an all-time record in Mississippi. In all fact, right. it's two years in a row our farmers have produced record value of production in this state, even in the midst of a pandemic when a lot of other states were quitting or, you know, uh, uh, folding up their arms and going to the house, our farmers kept working, and we uh, appreciate them. We're thankful for them. And uh, every time I tell folks, thank a farmer, I mean it, but especially now during these days, we know how important our food production is, and farmers are doing more with less today. Even in the face of inflation, 
and the doubling prices of fertilizer. Uh, farmers are getting the job done at an all-time record in this state, and I'm so proud of our agriculture industry. And uh, that's where you guys come in. After they do their job, we got to get it moved, right? Got to get it transported. Sure, that's right. And Sir. I know we have a good, great working relationship with you guys out there. I'm sure you run into our crews. We run into y'all. But everything I've always heard is always good working relationship between everybody. One question about on this the list of commodities here, I, I really thought catfish would be higher up there. Well, you would think so, but here's the thing. We are number one. Mississippi is the number one producer of catfish in the country. Okay. So we're, it's our it's, it's uh, number, whatever it is, one, two, three, four, five, six, on the list. But actually, as a state, it, we are the top producer of catfish, of U.S. farm-raised catfish in America. Behind us is, I think, Arkansas and uh, uh, Alabama, or Alabama, Arkansas, one or the other. But we are proud of that. And, uh, you know, uh, catfish is uh, is something special in Mississippi. We're the ones who really found out how to, our farmers figured out how to raise catfish that tastes good. Clean, and, and that's it, right. It's clean and yep. good, and, uh, and uh, it's good on a Friday night at the fish house I, for everybody. Uh, <laughs> Get it, us hungry. The, yeah. And one, just one other, this is just for my interest here. The poultry, that large, that big, is, mm-hmm. where do we kind of look nationally on that? Are we number one, two? I, I think we're, as a state, we're probably in the top five producers okay. of poultry. Now, let me tell you something that just happened about poultry. Um, I went to a Carthage processing plant the other day. They were processing birds. I asked them how many birds they're processing. They were doing a lot, and I, I could tell it was a lot. And it's uh, 40, excuse me, 400,000 birds a day, 400,000 chickens every day being processed in Carthage, Mississippi. I asked them where all that chicken's going. That's a lot. They said two-thirds of it's going to Chick-fil-A. I said, my goodness. I said, what did y'all do before Chick-fil-A? He said, we thank God for (laughs) (laughs) Chick-fil-A. I guess so. That being said. Just last year, end of last year, Chick-fil-A came in and bought uh, all the new equipment and retrofitted an older plant over in Scott County, and it today is back up and running doing 100% Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is the fastest growing. This is not a Chick-fil-A advertisement, but I do <laughs> like But it's the fastest growing restaurant in the world. And when you get your Chick-fil-A sandwich, you might well be eating Mississippi-raised, genuine Mississippi chicken. It's pretty cool. That? It's cool. It's, it, that's why agriculture touches everybody, yep. from the farmer to uh, the processor to whoever's in line at Chick-fil-A waiting for your sandwich and lemonade. It touches everybody's life. Got to have the lemonade with it. <laughs> Got to have it. That's right. Good. So we were just talking the other day. I mean, Chick-fil-A is one of those foods just never never gets old. You eat nope. every day. Nope. Yeah. Probably not the best for you, but anyway, That's it's right. very good. <laughs> Commissioner, Commissioner Gibson, we've, we've covered a lot of ground. Anything else you kind of want to get out there that we've missed on before we wrap up? Well, just uh, I brought one piece of information that most people don't know, and I could talk all day about things people don't know about the Department of Agriculture, but our Petroleum Inspection Division is one that we're really proud of. Uh, we are the agency tasked by the legislature with inspecting all the petroleum pumps statewide. And so this uh, this particular year, this is our annual report to the legislature. This year we tested 57,745 devices at about uh, 2,600 retail establishments. We test that for quantity, how much that pump is, is uh, producing that makes sure our people are getting what they pay for, and also quality to make sure it is the uh, that doesn't have any water or any other dilutive additive in it, a problematic pro- uh, issue. 
So our Petroleum Inspection Division is doing that work. That's why you see our stickers on the yeah. pump. And everybody, uh, if you ever have an issue with your fuel quality or quantity uh, being uh, at the pump, just give that number a call, and we'll, we'll send somebody out there that day. That was my next question. That's right, that very day. That's why that sticker's there. You call it, there will be a response that day. Amazing. Hmm, Amazing. Yeah. That is pretty good. Great. Uh, well, hey, let's bring us home here with the, the, the end-all question, the one that we look forward to. We've already talked about food about three times during this <laughs> podcast. but We like to eat. We like to eat. Yes, we, we love do. to eat. We say it here as a people, as a podcast, we like to eat. Um, we're going to switch it up a little bit for you. Last year we had you on. We talked about some greats. I went back and listened to it earlier. Berries and Jerry's both got big <laughs> mentions, uh, and you still cannot go wrong. Yeah. Well, and while it is Dixie National season, we're not quite to the fair just yet. Yeah. What would you say your favorite fair food is? Well, uh, if you can. yeah, my favorite <laughs> fair food in October. Uh, I get to sample a little bit of everything, I, I have to say. But if I if I couldn't pick the if I couldn't pick the biscuits at the biscuit booth, and I do dearly love them, then I guess I would go on down. I, I really like an elephant ear. I, oh I, yeah, just a good deep fried elephant ear. And I, I guess I got that from my mother, who likes them. She introduced me to them, uh, and uh, people come put that sugar on top That's of right. them. My goodness, it, it's. I wouldn't eat it every day, but it's good in October to, at the Mississippi State Fair. I'm going to have to go to Krispy Kreme <laughs> after this now. Got it on yeah. my mind. Uh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. I would not answer. disagree. Y'all come see us at the Dixie National, at the Steakhouse, all the events that are going on. we got livestock shows, the sale of champions, and then the rodeo February 10th through the 18th. Uh, we want to see you there, and we're going to have a uh, – I predict, unless something should happen, we're going to have an all-time record, another all-time record, Dixie National. I hope so. There we go. Yeah. Records broken. We we love to see it. Commissioner Gibson, you're a great friend to MDOT. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, and uh, we'll see you all on the road. That's okay. right. Thank yes. you. Yes, sir, no doubt. So just want to thank all of our listeners out there for tuning in to the Extra Mile podcast. Remember, you can watch and listen to episodes by visiting gomdot.com forward slash the extra mile. We want to uh, remind you that you can follow us on social media to keep up with everything MDOT. Follow at Mississippi DOT on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. I want to thank our producer, Katie Hornsby, our editor, Drew Hall. They do lots of great work behind the scenes. And remember to drive smart out there on Mississippi highways.